Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook page from Lana, who says, My 11, almost 12-year-old son starting sixth grade this year has turned into a totally different person. I feel like I don't even know him. He can't seem to stop talking back. He's selfish and just really rude. Should I have expected this? He has always been so sweet and caring. Help me. I'm at a loss and I want my sweet boy back. Oh, Lana. I don't know if you should have expected it, but I hate to tell you that this behavior is what we call developmentally appropriate. I'm going to quote to you from empoweringparents.com. The reasons behind disrespectful behavior include the perfectly normal and healthy process of your child growing up and growing away from his identity as a younger child. Tweens and teens naturally seek more independence as they get older, and mild disrespect is one way that independence gets expressed. So don't you feel better? I mean, I don't. I have talked about this on the podcast before. Disrespect is a real trigger for me. I really, really have no tolerance for disrespectful behavior, but I have almost three tweens right now. And so I'm dealing with it a lot. And I have found myself falling into patterns where I am just constantly in arguments with my kids. Don't talk to me like that. Don't use that tone of voice with me. And that there has tended to be a lot of conflict in my house around this. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things that worked. Now, I do hold the line. I do not allow my children to speak disrespectfully to me, but the key is to respond as calmly as possible. And I realize it's difficult because it's extremely annoying when someone treats you badly. But I have worked and I'm going back to one in the new year at putting a hand up calmly and saying, please ask me that again. I don't like the way you're talking to me. And I will get an eye roll and a sigh, but I don't help them with things. I don't produce things for them. I don't aid them in finding their shoes. If the request comes in as, mom, I need my shoes. Where are they? I put a hand up. And I say, I'm very willing to help you find your shoes, but you need to speak to me more respectfully. That works fairly well. It's very bad in the mornings. It's the winter. It's dark. It's really hard to get the kids out in the cold and they're in horrible moods. And it tends to result in a lot of these kind of interactions of like, I don't want to wear my shoes. I hate this breakfast. We're just 
having a lot of that in the mornings. I have brought back my old friend, the whiteboard, and instituted a new policy. That's a five strikes policy. I went up from three because we were losing every day at three strikes. Five strikes means that when you speak rudely to me, you get a strike, or we call it a check. I have five boxes on the whiteboard, and if you yell at me, you get a check. And if you get to five checks in the morning, you lose screens for the rest of the day. And again, this helps me with a calm interaction so that instead of, don't speak to me by, well, I'm in a bad mood. Well, it's not my fault. My kid comes down and says, this is ridiculous. You didn't plug in my laptop or something that I have no responsibility for. I put my hand up and I say, that's a check. And then if we get to five, we're off screens for the rest of the day. And usually I'm going to tell you they don't get to five because they really don't want to lose screens for the rest of their day. But the key is taking that emotionality out of it so you're not part of the dance of anger that is going on. You are a brick wall that this disrespect is bumping up against and getting your child nowhere. It's hard. It's a discipline, but it's worth it because your kid's 11 or 12. You've got a lot more years to deal with this. And then on the flip side, find connection. Lean into things that your kid is into. Amy talks about it with her kids and basketball. And like she studies the basketball players at night so she can talk to them about it. My kids are super into Fortnite and Roblox. Is it what I want to talk about? It is not. But I spend a lot of time talking to them about it because it is what they are interested in. And so you are losing some connection and it helps to really find some other connections. So in the car, ask them and let them talk about whatever it is they're interested in and lean out of what is often my instinct. How was school? How's it going? How's that test you're working on? And always being in mom mode and find and seek any form of that happy connection you can find and then put an absolute wall up against the disrespect. It's a painful process for us. It's a necessary process for our kids. We don't want our kids to be the little adorable babies who want to marry us for the rest of their lives. That's not healthy for them. But recognize that it is really painful to start letting go of that for ourselves. Give yourself some forgiveness and healing around that. And then don't let anyone speak to you rudely. Come up with rules around it and then seek connection where you can because My kids are now 13, 12, and 9, almost 10, and we are finding a lot of times of joy and silliness and giggling, but we are losing some connection around the things we used to be connected for. It's a process. Lana, I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash whatfreshhellcast. You can send them to questions at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You can ask them in our Instagram comments at whatfreshhellcast. And you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.